return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Yeah. And being free. And uh, yes. one of the last songs we sang it was, what well, was what's the last song? Jesus, yeah. your name yeah. will break every bondage. Yeah, every stronghold. Or stronghold, yeah. yeah. So uh, that really struck me that as Pastor yeah. Dave gives a powerful Christmas message, yeah. um, believe for that. We've, Amen. in our homes, we've had strongholds broken, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that line really stood out to me. Yeah. And as you hear the Word of God, the <clears throat> Word will do the work. Amen. Let the Word work. And most miracles yeah. happen when we are at rest. Thank you, Isn't Jesus. that a relief? Yeah. There's no striving, there's no straining, but we rest. And yeah. so we declare over yeah. all of you and your families yeah. and uh, friends that Jesus' name, can we say his name? Jesus. 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 Has yes. broken every stronghold. Broken every stronghold. For his glory. Amen. Can everyone shout amen? Amen. 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 That's good. Excellent, honey. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's stand just for a minute. Did you bring your Bible? Say with me, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. All right, we're going to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Welcome to those who are joining us online as well from uh, all over the world. We just welcome you. We bless you, whether you're in the United States. Uh, We don't always know who's tuning in. You know, we got a Letter this week from somebody that tuned in to last week's message, was really blessed and so forth uh, by that. But we just bless you, U.S., African countries, Europe, India, Asia. We bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, it says, uh, yeah, we're making the impossible possible. That's what we're talking about here, right? So the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Say favor. Now, obviously, she's a, young, she's a young lady, but she had faith. You got to have faith, right? You have to have trust. God knew her character and so forth. And says, you will conceive in your womb, bring forth the son. You shall call his name Jesus. I like, there's no other name. I tell you, there's power in that name. Just to speak the name of Jesus, it just, it just splits the darkness. The light comes forth. You know, if you ever wake up in the night and you feel... Maybe uh, unrest or turmoil or something. Just speak the name of Jesus. He'll manifest. That presence will manifest. Hallelujah. The next verse is then just says that, verse 32, it says, He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. Everlasting kingdom. 
And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I know not a man? So she wasn't even married yet. She was engaged, but she was not married yet. And she's inquiring, how, how can this be? And so forth. And I think the next verse is there then just says, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One that who is to be born shall be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative also, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Say it with me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, now with this, you know, it's like, it's like we, we, read, we read this here. Christmas story and so forth, we read those, yet we have to think bigger than that. He didn't just say, he wasn't just say, this thing will, will not be impossible. He said nothing. Say nothing. Yeah. Nothing is a word that all, two words, is no thing. No thing will be impossible. Turn to your neighbor and say, no thing will be impossible. Now the key, the key to make that a reality is faith. The key to make that a reality is you believing it. You can't just know it here, up in, up in your mind, but to know it here, down in your heart. And to take this and to personalize it into your every, everyday life. Amen? With God, no thing will be impossible. So the story of Christmas that we celebrate worldwide as Christians, you know, it's a special occasion, wonderful occasion. However, we shouldn't miss the message. So for, for me, you know, I grew up in a denominational church and knew all the liturgy and all the things, and yet never had this relationship. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. I knew about the Christmas story, but I really didn't experience what the Christmas story was talking about. The Bible is a book that is a book of experience. If, you know, there's textbooks at the university by the thousands, you know, you can read them and so forth. You can have head knowledge. But the Bible has to go from your head to your heart. And when it goes from your head to your heart, all of a sudden you have this experience. You have a relationship that's living. And you bring Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You bring Christmas into every day of your life. As well as the death and resurrection of Christ, the ascension. You bring it all into your life to live it every day. And it makes life way, way, way more wonderful when you're putting your trust in Him. Now, now, in Mark 9, here was a guy, a man who was, who was desperate, and his son was critically ill and demonized and so forth like that. But Mark 9, it says this. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So we don't want to be Christian in name. We want to be a believer. Turn to your neighbor and say, be a believer. <laughs> be a believer in Jesus Christ. And the man cried out, and this was his prayer. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And I, I've prayed that prayer before when... Our daughter was critically ill and so forth, and it just didn't seem like medicine was helping her, and doctors didn't give us much hope and so forth, and I felt, I just felt kind of empty, and I said, I'm doing the best. All this guy is saying, I'm doing the best I can. Meet me where I'm at. You know what? He'll meet you where you're at. He'll meet you where you're at. You you don't have to be perfect. Uh, You don't have to be the holiest person on the planet. No, our holiness is all in him. (laughs) Because he is. That's the only way we're getting to heaven is because of Jesus. So, so Jesus said, he was saying to the guy, he says, all things are possible to the person who believes. Guy says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. I'm doing the best I can. And Jesus saw that people were running together, rebuked the unclean spirit, and his son was set 
free. All things are possible to all of us. To every person who hears my voice right now, here, online, on a YouTube, might be a year from now, all things are possible to you. As part of the story we have from Christmas, all things are possible. That we serve a miracle-working God. And that because Jesus Christ, who sent back the Holy Spirit, you know, before Old Testament, just given to certain people, but now available to all of us, all things are possible. The miracle worker lives in you. The miracle worker makes house calls. The miracle worker is up at three in the morning. The miracle worker is always there and always, if we look at him, he's always bigger than what you face. He's always bigger than any mountain. When we fly on international trips, and sometimes we're at 35,000 feet, and we fly over all these long ways, mountain ranges and so forth, snow on them and stuff, and yet they just look like little ripples. Now, if you were down there, and if you were brave enough to try to climb it, it would be a great effort to get up there. But from the sky, it's just a ripple. And when we serve Jesus, the, the things of life can just be little ripples. And you can see that he's bigger and he's greater. He's the miracle worker and he lives inside of you. He isn't just buried someplace in a book. He isn't buried in a building. People say, oh, this is, this is God's house. He's wherever you are. You are God's house. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you're the temple. Where does he live? He lives in us. He lives in people, in Christians, right? So, so therefore, you know, that's the thing that you, you want to have your trust in all the time, in him. Now, a side note to this story, in Matthew, there's another part to this. In Matthew 17, Jesus, the disciple, says, how could we not cast out this, this spirit and help this man with this child? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. So we have to believe if you have to exercise your faith. At least, at least the guy said, the guy said to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. He's doing, he was doing exercise his faith yet, right? And Jesus said, well, you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. And he said, I tell you, if you had faith, just faith as a mustard, a little faith, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're on miracle ground. That's the truth. That's the truth. Now, listen, if I don't saturate myself uh, uh, and walk it with him in a daily relationship, otherwise, if I don't do that, my feelings take over, my flesh takes over, and I can be as carnal as anybody. But if I stay in the word and I'm nurturing my faith, amen, it's the word of God that will nurture your faith, then all of a sudden you realize, hey, nothing's impossible for me. And Jesus said, now this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now the prayer and fasting is the thing that's time in the word to build your faith. Focus, most people focus on prayer and fasting and they're focusing on the fasting. I'm not going to eat and so forth. And somehow by them self-sacrificing, that's the thing that pleases God. The thing that pleases God is that you're in his presence. So rather than me having my natural food, I'm filling up on something supernatural. I'm, feeling, I'm nurturing my faith, and I'm growing in my faith. 
So he looked at the disciples. He said, hey, you have to you have to build your faith. If you do that, you're fasting, you're in the word. The result is nothing shall be impossible for you. It isn't just the act of fasting, but this prayer is a relationship. You're in his word and so forth. And so all of a sudden there's things happening. There's downloads happening into your heart and into your spirit. And you get stronger. Now, in the natural, I don't get strong at all unless somehow I use my muscles. So you either have to lift something, do something, go to the gym or something like that. The same thing spiritually. You're not going to get stronger unless you use your faith muscles. If you exercise your faith muscles, you get stronger and stronger. Now, nothing will be impossible to you. I have limits physically, but spiritually, think about this. You go into God's gym and there's no limits. So spiritually, you can be... You can be a muscle man. All right. Spiritually, you can be a bodybuilder. Spiritually, you can speak to mountains that seem so big that are impossible for you or I to move, but they're not impossible with God. You might think, I, I, I don't know how we're going to get out of this situation. Well, God knows how you can get us out of the situation. He always has a way out. It's not, and as folks, it's not always like this just boom, just happens overnight. But as you exercise your faith and you walk with the Lord, then you realize, wow, we're going from glory to glory. We're stepping over. We're stepping over issues. We're treading on the things of the enemy and we're coming out on victory side. Say nothing shall be impossible for me. Nothing's impossible. So so the story with Mary and Joseph in Luke 1 verse 38, then Mary's response Mary's response was, of course, is that be it done unto me according to your word. All right. So it wasn't by a feeling. It wasn't like she had Holy Ghost goosebumps. <laughs> you know, no, she, she responded to the word that the angel brought. So we always respond to the word. I can't look at my circumstances that my circumstances usually cause cause problems. All right. So if I look at the word, though. Then I'm responding in faith. Mary was a woman of faith. Now, God didn't just pick anybody, right? He picked somebody who was going to respond in faith. He wants us always, and I think he's speaking to us all the time, to respond in faith. I think he's speaking to all of us. He speaks to us about our personal lives. He speaks to us about our families or friends. It might be your job. The world. You know, a lot of Christians, all they're doing is they're just speaking back at TV that they're upset about the world news. They're upset about what's going on. Jesus said, why don't you respond in faith? Do you know the Holy Spirit is voice activated? The Holy Spirit is voice activated. In other words, in Genesis 1, God said and it happened. God said and it happened. God said and it happened. So when you start speaking faith, it's voice activated and things begin to happen. If I speak that my mountain is just so big I can't possibly get over it, then that's what I'm going to have. But if I speak faith to the mountain, if I speak the word of God to the mountain that he's bigger, he's greater, the overcomer lives inside of me. And I'm just walking today, then day by day by day. And pretty soon you look back and hey, we're already past that mountain. We've overcome that mountain. Because the focus wasn't on the mountain. The focus is on Jesus. 
The focus is on the promise. The Christmas story brings us these verses and stuff that you realize, wow, this is, this is powerful. Like we, like we read in, in Matthew, nothing shall be impossible for you. So then the angel brings this message in Luke 2. What a lovely message, love it. He says, the angel, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, a great joy, which shall be to all people. I've shared this around the world because it's good news. Say good news. It produces great joy, and it's available to everybody. This is the Christmas message. It's good news. It produces great joy when you believe, and it's for everybody on the planet. So we want to broadcast this message. We want to broadcast the love of God. We want to broadcast that he's the miracle worker to everybody. Some of you might have family gatherings later today or tomorrow or within the next days. Look for an opportunity to pray. Look for an opportunity to say something with God's grace of of, uh, ministering his power. Sometimes we have gatherings and we realize somebody's sick, so we're going to pray for the food, but we're going to pray for their healing. <laughs> we're going to pray for God to touch them. I mean, I mean, we apply this. I was at an alumni association meeting years ago, and then they said, yeah, a couple of the people that, you know, is for big givers and all these things, and I was there to give the invocation. But they said, oh, so-and-so was sick, and so-and-so this ends. I was making little notes. So when I got up to pray and to invoke the presence of God, I also prayed for people's healings. God to touch their lives. God to touch their families. See, the, the message of Christmas, it's written here in a book, but it's something you've got to experience in your heart. And you've got to give it away. Turn your ear and say, give it away. <laughs> got to give it away. It's, it's so, some, sometimes people's faith or religion is so formal. It's just formal. It's like, no, it produces great joy. <laughs> a lot of happiness here. And it's available to everybody. It's not just a few chosen. It's available to everybody on this planet. Amen? So we have to exercise faith. I'm going to go back and say Hebrews 11.6 says that, that, that it's not, it's impossible to please God without faith. It's not just improbable, it's impossible. So everything in our life, we have to exercise this faith if we're going to please God. Well, what are we, what are we exercising our faith in? We're exercising our faith in His Word. In this relationship that we have. I've got a problem. Who am I going to run to? Let's see, who can I text my problem to on the phone? No, I want to run to the Lord. Right? You could have a thousand people praying for you. Folks, that does nothing. It's your faith in God. Faith in Jesus. That's the key. Faith in Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we're kind of doing spiritual calisthenics. You know, we're doing all the things, dancing around the problem, rather than going to the one who's the answer for the problem. So the Christmas message, just, just Mary had this faith and she, she exercised her faith. Good news, great joy for all people. He destroyed the power of sin, sickness, and death. Jesus destroyed that. He destroyed poverty. He destroyed everything that's of the devil. Anything that hurts people is of the devil. John 10.10, 10, he came 
uh, uh, Jesus came to give us abundant life. But the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, anything that's doing that is devilish. So Jesus came and brought us victory. So that you can walk in victory. He didn't bring something so you could suffer. No, the persecution, yeah, we may face persecution. But he wants us to walk in the Spirit so we can transmit his message to the world. John, Matthew 10. So Jesus, when he was here, we talked before, we talked about transitions and so forth. And everything he did in life, from, from, uh, from in his life and ministry, he was preparing his disciples for the fact that he was going to leave. I'm leaving you. Transitioning. You're going to take this gospel to the world. You're going to take what I've done and you're going to give it to other people. One amen, thank you. And Jesus summoned the 12 disciples and he gave them power. Not just power, but authority to use the power. You can have... Roger's got a powerful car that can go real fast, real quick, but he's not authorized to go real fast above a limit, right? Because there's signs in the road that says there's a limit here to what you can do with that power. But God gives you no limits. There are no limits. So Jesus brought us this miracle working power that makes the impossible possible. In our lives, in your life, but also to those around you. We're surrounded with people who who are filled with fears, filled with concerns, filled with problems. Sick, you know, all the different things. And Jesus said, you have the answers to help people. Now, if they don't want, the, don't want help, okay, that's fine. But at least you came and brought them an answer. So Jesus said, I'm going to give to the disciples here at this point in time. This was then, now today, he's passed out the Holy Spirit. He gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out, to cure all kinds of diseases. Notice the word here, to cure. You know... Uh, we have family members in healthcare and so forth have worked in medicine and all those things. But one thing you understand, they're practicing medicine. I think you should practice Christianity. <laughs> I think you should practice what the Bible says. If the Bible says he's giving you power and authority and power to cure diseases, well, then you should practice praying for people. It's not waiting. It's not, it's not like waiting for some sort of download. I feel the power. It's not that at all. Seldom do I feel that. No, I don't go by that. We walk in the spirit. We walk according to the word of God. So if the word of God says, I'm giving you power and authority and you can cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weaknesses, infirmities and so forth. Someone said one time, they said, well, only 10% get healed. Well, then I would pray for as many as you can. One, two, five, nine, eight, nine, ten. Okay, one's done. One, nine, nine, ten. None of the done. Pray for as many as you can to get that 10%. Amen. The power isn't in heaven. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, you have power. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you believe? If you do, then you have power. Say, you have power. So I don't have to run someplace to get it. 
All around us, all around us in the room right now is power. Now we have lights on and so forth. We understand that. But all around in the room, there are outlets. Okay? Code, so you have to have an outlet so many feet. Now that outlet, in that outlet, if you plug something in, there's power. But if you don't plug something in, it just sits there. Does nothing. So if I plug something in, then a lot of times what you plug in has an on switch. So you've got to plug in to Jesus, and then you've got to turn it on. Right? I've, I've shared with pastors before. We'd have a, a drill here and so forth like that. And you could, I could say, well, let's see, I'll plug it in. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And someone said, well, you've got to pull, pull the switch, right? <sighs> Faith is plugged into Jesus Christ, into his promises. It's activated and something happens. Jesus' disciples here weren't recording. These are really wonderful words. Wow, this will be a good Bible class. We'll do this. So he says, hey, out, out, go. And they're like, want us to do this? Yeah, I want you to do it. I want you to do what you saw me do. What you saw me do, I want you to do it. See, in all his life, he's setting a set. He had the 12, then he had the 70, and so forth like that. And when he ascended up into heaven, and the disciples are like this. And the angel comes and says, hey, 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 what are you doing standing here looking here in heaven? He's coming back, but in the meantime, go to Jerusalem. You're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit so you can do all this. Say all the time. This isn't some of the time. It's, it's a relationship, right? It's a relationship that you want to take that he's given you. We celebrate Christmas and think, Wow. The impossible is possible. And live this way all the time. Luke 19, 10, 10 verse 19. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Notice, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. He's not talking about, not talking about bugs here, right? He's not, he's not an entomologist or he's not talking about different things. He's talking about walking over the power of the enemy. Power, give you power, authority over all the power of the enemy. Say all the power. Of the enemy. So, so it says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now again, remember, remember that the, the uh, 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 full armor of God is all on your front. So you wear a helmet and you have a shield of faith on your front. A breastplate of righteousness, all right? You're holding a shield of faith. Your shoes, you're going forward. All of us in front. None of it's meant to be. And hallelujah, you know, you're... Retreating, no, you're going forward. So he gave you power, say power, over all the power of the enemy. All the power. You know, he is so good. He loves you so much. We're just earthen vessels. And yet he says, I'm going to use you. We're all imperfect. And he says, but I can use you. Dave, just trust me. I can use you. And I think, I am so flawed, but I can use you. <laughs> as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, believe, trust, so shall it be. Romans chapter 4. Abraham, of course, we know he's the father of many nations and the promise and so forth. But Abraham became fully persuaded. It says, uh, uh, 
No unbelief or distrust made him waver. So his eyes, you know, he had this promise and he stood on it for years. Years trusting God concerning the promise. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Fully satisfied, fully persuaded, assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. It's impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie. So the promises we have in the scripture are for us today. It's, they're, they're not just tempting us and say, maybe this will happen for you. No, no, it's for everybody. Amen. Say everybody. everybody. He'll use everybody. He'll use anybody who's yielded to him. The offers to everybody. Good news, great joy for all people. He's used young people. We've had young people pray in this church before. Our daughter years ago in a fire starter service, her, her bone uh, her, uh, above her ankle was broken. And she had prayer and was healed instantly. And she went back and, and uh, she told me the next week, she said, Dad, I think I'm totally healed. And she hit her leg in the ground. And I thought, that has got to hurt. <laughs> and she said, no, it doesn't hurt. And she went back to the doctor. And the doctor, she persuaded him. <laughs> She's in medicine. She persuaded him. Take another x-ray. He took another x-ray. And she said, so you see, here's your, here's your crack here, the break and so forth. Now, over here, it's really more, he was going to say more dramatic, and he couldn't see it. And he said, well, it's gone. And she said, so great. I don't have to wear, I can't, like 10 days, yeah. We serve a miracle worker. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't think too much. He's not going to do this because you got it all figured out. I, I just realized, well, when we were, I've said before, when we were, we were in, in South India and we were off in an area that was, there was no roads or anything like that. It was wild animals and all the things. And sometimes Americans think you've got everything just perfect. Everybody's got to be in faith. It's the right song playing. It's the right mood. And everything will happen then as we do this. That is not true. That is not true. That Jesus went into the Pharisee's house and nobody was in faith. You know, they're kind of upset at him. And he says, all right, stretch forth your arm. And he heals the guy. But we're praying and miracles are happening. And, and, and someone had plugged a, a, a speaker into the batteries of the car. And, and this playing on a keyboard, the sounds keyed into the, you know, keyboard comes with sounds cued in. And so I'm praying for people, but I hear all these songs. I hear the wedding marches, you know, da, 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 da. you know, the New Year's Eve song, all the different things. And I start laughing. No one spoke English, so they didn't, they didn't care. I started laughing. I just thought, you don't even care, do you? You know, they're just playing songs. They didn't even know what it was. It's the next one's over. Press the next one. Over. What's up next? You know, and play a song. I felt like it was in a Garrison Keillor meeting or something, you know. God, God works in ways beyond what you think. It doesn't work according to your ability to think. It works by your faith. And faith has actions. So someone has a need and you say, well, could I, could I pray with you? A lot of people will say, sure, sure, yeah, of course, someday you'll pray. No, let's pray right now. <laughs> or I met somebody the other day on a basketball court. He said, now I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm looking him in the face. I'm not even going to close my eyes, and they're looking at me. 
So I struck out my hands. I'm going to pray for your healing. Right in the middle of the basketball court. You know, we get all these mystical things. Bow my head, fold my hands, you know, do things. No, 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 just trust in Jesus. Just trust in Jesus. It's not spooky. Mm -mm. Not spooky. It's very natural. Just to pray and believe God for miracles. The response, okay, I've got to quickly go. John 14. Responsibility is ours. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's your responsibility. <laughs> so John 14. Let's go a few quick chapters of John. Jesus said, I assure you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself uh, will be able to do the things that I do. Woo! Wow. Think about it. Okay. This is Amplified Classic, so you can write down the text, John 14, 12 through 14. But he can do the things that I do. He will even do greater things than these because I go to the Father. So he went to the Father. He sends back the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't think like quality, but in quantity, we can do more and more and more. And I will do, I will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. That's what we're doing. We're presenting Jesus, all that he is. Now, presenting yourself. It's not like I come because... Uh, I'm really somebody important. No, no, we present Jesus, representing, presenting all that he is. All right, I will grant and presenting all that I am so that the Father may be glorified to the Son. I will grant, I myself will do it for you, whatever you shall ask. Say ask. So you have to ask. You have responsibility. You have to ask. Who are we asking? Well, we're asking the Father in the name of Jesus to minister. We're really asking for a manifestation of the Christmas message. We're really asking for a manifestation of his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. We're, we're asking for that manifestation and letting him do it. Okay, let's go from there. John 15. So we're asking for healings and deliverances and souls, resources, filling out the Great Commission. John 15, 16. You haven't chosen me. I chose you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he chose you. In Christ, God says, I love you. I want you in my family. I want to use you. I want to use you, right? So I've chosen you. I've appointed. You're anointed and appointed. So I planted you that you might go bear fruit. Keep on bearing that your fruit may be lasting, that it remain, abide, so that whatever you ask, the Father in my name is presenting all that I am. He may give it to you. Whatever you add, there's a whatever there. Well, what are we praying for? Well, it's whatever. It's a whatever prayer. That's a big, that's a big thing, right? So it's unlimited. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he can give it to you. But you have to ask. Sometimes the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Well, I asked them to pray. No, they can't do it. You're asking the Father in the name of Jesus. That's who you're asking, Right? I mean, people, other people can pray. Okay, they're praying, but you have to do something. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to do something. You have to do something. It's experiential. The gospel is. One more verse. Okay, the last verse is John 16. John 16. These are all great chapters. 14, 15, 16. I love the gospel of John. If you're going to read one book, if you haven't read the Bible much, read the gospel of John. Read the gospel of John. It'll, it'll minister to your heart. It'll bless your heart. So Jesus says, when the time comes, you will ask nothing of me, all right? You do not need to ask me any more questions. I, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that my Father will grant you whatever you ask 
Whatever you ask in my name, presenting all that I am, you're the great I am, you're the healer, you're the miracle worker, you're our provider. Up to this time, you've not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am. But now, say now. Now, ask, notice, and keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. So you want to ask, keep on asking. Don't ask once, well, I did, you know, I did that a year ago. Nothing happened. Well, do it again. Well, I did that last week. Great. Let's do it again today. Let's keep doing it. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep doing it. <laughs> so first of all, you got to start and then you got to keep doing it. So all around us, it's like in this room, there's power. There's power present. You've got to tap into it. In the natural, you tap into it in the supernatural. You tap into who he is. And you exercise your faith. And you say, all right, I, I believe this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to you, Lord. Amen. And what happens is, all of this becomes a real experience then. Wow. Good news of great joy for all people. That now the impossible is possible. The impossible is possible. Someone might say it's hopeless. Right. Not with the Lord. <laughs> not with the Lord. We've been to many places before where they didn't have medical help. A lot of times we go to places, there is not a lot of medical help. But there's a lot more miracles because they don't have anything else to trust. The only thing they can do is trust the Lord. Ladies would come up to Jeannie and say, I was healed of breast cancer. And it's like, well, when was that? Well, you were last year, two years ago, testifying, healed. Leprosy, healed. Jesus is doing miracles today. He's doing miracles today. In fact, let, let's just do this right now a second. So if you have a pain in your body, if you put your hand near that. Or if there's a problem with your immune system, just put your hand, you know, on your chest or something like this. But let's just pray here. Amen. Uh, how many how many have blood sugar problems? Raise your hand. How many have blood sugar problems? Diabetes, anything like that, any so so forth. That's wonderful. People have pain. All right, all right, okay, that's all right. Pain in their body. Was pain in their body right now? Okay, all right. You know what? In heaven, there's no pain. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I always think, well, wait a minute. Of heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no pain. Then I want to believe right now on earth and in this earthly body for the same thing. Amen? I want you to take both your hands and just gently put them on your head. Everybody can do this. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for healings. I thank you for healings. I thank you for pain-leaving bodies in the name of Jesus. Lord, because you are the miracle worker, I thank you, Lord, that we can do what you did. I pray for people's internal organs, their pancreas, that their pancreas produces the right amount of insulin in Jesus' name. Not someday, but today. We believe that today, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for bone marrow, that people's bone marrow would be in the right blood chemistry, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for digestive systems that people would be able to eat with no stomach cramps or disruptions in the name of Jesus. Their stomach would be well in Jesus' name. Pray headaches to leave in the name of Jesus. 
No headaches. I pray for stress-free life. Come on. Come on. Let's just believe. Let, let everything with Christmas is not meant to be stressful. Let it go. Say, I let it go. <laughs> no stress. No stress in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave us supernatural power. We thank you for this. I thank you for blessing people's bodies, their minds. In Jesus' name, their spirit, Lord, alive unto you. I pray you'd bless their gatherings, Lord, that they would have today, tomorrow, whatever. I pray you bless those gatherings in the name of Jesus. Your presence would come. I pray for boldness in Jesus' name, that people would be bold enough to step forward to pray. To pray, to bless their families, bless their loved ones. Lord, we give you all the glory in this. We thank you. It, we're just presenting who you are. Presenting your love. So I just thank you for blessing people right now in this place. People online. Uh, uh, people who are here. I thank you for blessing them in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Let's thank the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We bless you. I want you to shake hands about ten people. Merry Christmas. God is with you. He's on your side. Good things are happening. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.